Hare Krishna, welcome to this episode of Bhagavad Gita. Today we will be studying chapter 6, verses 9 and 10 of the Bhagavad Gita. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Agnanati Mirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshuran Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha. Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Svayam Rupa Kadama Hemdadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Utapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tamsajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parishana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha <coughs> He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dina Bandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kandaradha Kandanamostate Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakal Patarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Paditanam Bhavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namon Namaham Namon Vishnupadaya Krishna Prashthaya Bhutale Shrimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminitinamine <coughs> Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvisesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare <coughs> So welcome to this episode of Bhagavad Gita. It has been a long time since we have met for discussing Bhagavad Gita. And in today's session we will be studying two verses 9 and 10 of the 6th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. Alright, so <clears throat> word to word and then line by line. So I think I won't be doing the repeating after me and all because it's already late. So, Suhrit, Mitra, Ari, Udasina, Madhyastha, Dvesha, Bandhushu, Sadhushu, Api, Cha, Papeshu Samabuddhi Vishishyate Suharin Mitra Ryudhasina Madhyastha Dvesha Bandhushu Sadhushvapicha Papeshu Samabuddhir Vishishyate Suharit to well-wishers by nature, Mitra benefactors with affection, Ari enemies, Udhasina Neutrals between belligerents. Madhyastha, mediators between belligerents. Dvesha, the envious. Bandhushu, and the relatives or well wishers. Sadhushu, unto the pious. Api, as well as. Cha, and Papeshu, unto the sinners. Samabuddhi, having equal intelligence. Vishishyate is far advanced. <coughs> if we see the word belligerence, hostile, 
aggressive people so udasina means neutrals between belligerents madhyastha mediators between belligerents translation by his divine grace ac bhaktivedanta swami shila prabhu pad ki jai a person is considered still further advanced when he regards honest well wishers affectionate benefactors the neutral the mediators the envious the friends and enemies the pious and the sinners all with an equal mind <coughs> in the previous verse if you see it is said a person is said to be established in self realization and is called a yogi or mystic when he is fully satisfied by virtue of acquired knowledge and realization such a person is situated in transcendence and is self controlled he sees everything whether it be pebbles stone or gold as the same so pebbles stone or gold are basically non living things they are dull matter now here are living beings who we may classify as enemies friends and because we have a relationship with them some sort of relationship which is more stronger than with just uh, inanimate things you know <coughs> let's look at the sanskrit of the previous verse ज्ञान विज्ञान तृप्तात्मा कूटस्थो विजितेन्द्रिय युक्त इत्युच्यते योगी समलोष्ट्राश्म कांचन सुहृन्मित्रुदासीन मध्यस्थद्वेश्यबंधुषु साधुष्वी च पापेशु समबुद्धिर्विशिष्य सो ही रिगार्ड्स एव्रीबडी एज द सेम नाउ हियर वी हैव टू अंडरस्टैंड क्लियरली दैट when we say all these different like honest well wishers affectionate benefactors the neutrals mediators envious friends and enemies the pious and the sinners all with an equal mind <coughs> um how is it possible now let me show you this other verse from shrimad bhagavatam this is especially of the advanced devotee who becomes a preacher he is situated between the first class and the second class devotees and his range of activities actually includes these things ishvare tadadhineshu balisheshu dvishatsu cha prema maitri kripopeksha yah karoti samadhyamah an intermediate or second class devotee called madhyama adhikari offers his love to the supreme personality of godhead is a sincere friend to all the devotees of the lord shows mercy to ignorant people who are innocent and disregards those who are envious of the supreme personality of godhead now here it is said that one has to deal especially when one is advanced in devotional life advanced means midway in his advancement <clears throat> more advanced than the third class devotee the neophyte who is not very advanced and who cannot distinguish between devotees and non devotees or desirable things or non desirable things he is not very experienced yet um but those who are little more advanced especially these second class devotees are called preachers so they will preach so we have to rise from the third class platform to at least the second class platform in order to be stable in our devotional life and in the second class platform one has to function in this way 
one has to see that this is the supreme lord this these are the devotees these are the innocent these are the envious now of course there are sub categories between devotees devotees more advanced than oneself devotees on an equal level devotees less advanced than oneself and then in non devotees again there is classification which is already mentioned which is innocent and envious <coughs> um with each of these different classes of uh, people he um behaves differently but in today's verse it is said that one you know regards everyone as the same whether honest well wishers affectionate benefactors neutrals mediators envious friends enemies pious sinners all with an equal mind now how can we correlate and um, how can we you know kind of consolidate both these two seemingly opposite op- uh, opposing views so thing here is this so <clears throat> with the materialistic class of people and in fact <laughs> i'll just add to this a little bit more in the nectar of instruction if you go to uh, second verse yeah atyahara prayasascha prajalpo niyamagraha janasangascha laulyam cha shadbhir bhakti vinashyati one's devotional service is spoiled by the following six activities and one of them is um associating with worldly minded persons who are not interested in krishna consciousness so they we have to target them and once we have identified them stay away from them so this is not exactly behaving with the with an equal mind with all of them right there is a there is a judgment that is to be made okay this is non devotee class of people so i should not associate so there is a judgment to be, to be made this is non devotee and then we have to take action on that judgment so we have to like not associate with them and then we have to identify those who are devotees and then seek their association that's what is explained in the next verse utsahan nischaya dhairyat tat tat karma pravartanat sangatyagat sato vritte shadbhir bhakti vina prasiddhyati There are six principles favorable to the execution of pure devotional service. Enthusiastic endeavoring with confidence, being patient, acting acting according to the regulative principles, abandoning the association of non-devotees, following in the footsteps of previous acharyas. That means also staying in the company of devotees. And in fact, next verse even says how to cultivate our devotional relationships with devotees. ददाति प्रतिगृहणाति गुह्यमाख्याति पृच्छति भुंक्ते भोजयते चैव षड्विधं प्रीतिलक्षणं सो ऑफरिंग गिफ्ट्स इन चैरिटी रिसीविंग एक्सेप्टिंग चैरिटेबल गिफ्ट्स रिवीलिंग वन्स माइंड इन कॉन्फिडेंस इंक्वायरिंग कॉन्फिडेंशियली एक्सेप्टिंग प्रसाद एंड ऑफरिंग प्रसाद आर द सिक्स सिम्टम्स ऑफ लव शेयर्ड बाय वन डिवोटी एंड अनदर नाउ दीस आर दीस आर नॉट ओनली बिटवीन डिवोटीज even between non devotee everywhere these things go on you know of course it's not prasad but it's food in fact here it is said bhungte bhojayate eats and feeds in the devotee's context it will be offering prasad and accepting prasad but in the non devotees this same thing will apply these are all preeti lakshanam these are all symptoms of affection this can happen between anyone but if we do these things these um how to say 
effective de- affectionate dealings with um, non devotees then we'll get implicated and we should not do that jana sangha we have to give up sangha tyagat and sangha means these things but these things have to be cultivated among the devotees so again there is a difference so how to consolidate these things there is a fifth verse also here krishneti yasya giritam manasadriyeta dikshasti chet pranatibhesh cha bhajantam isham shushrushaya bhajana vigyamananyamanya nindadi shunya hridame psita sangalabdhya one should mentally honor the devotee who chants the holy name of lord krishna one should offer humble obeisances to the devotee who has undergone undergone spiritual initiation diksha and is engaged in worshiping the deity and one should associate with and faithfully serve that pure devotee who is advanced in undeviated devotional service and whose heart is completely devoid of the propensity to criticize others so you see again even among devotees different kinds of associations so how can we see everyone with an equal mind as it is said here so here it is especially mentioning those people who are materialistic in the materialistic domain one may be affectionate honest well-wishers affectionate benefactors neutral people mediators the envious friends and enemies pious and sinners all on the material plane now all of them have to be treated with an equal mind when we, when it is said that we have to give up materialistic association it's not that we hate them it's that we keep away from them to avoid contamination so preaching means we have to infect them instead of being infected by them we have to infect them with krishna consciousness so that means one has to be sufficiently surcharged with krishna consciousness and um, one has to it has to be one has to be brimming with krishna consciousness and then he can pass it on to others so of course even if we are not as brimming <laughs> if we distribute prabhupad's books then prabhupad who is brimming with you know unending devotional service to krishna so he will inspire them through the teachings now um in on the material plane whatever may be the class of people they are all called asat sangha asat sangatyaga ei vaishnavachara but the same devotee will greatly treasure the association of devotees let me take you to this verse shrimad bhagavatam even bhagavad gita 10th chapter 9th verse see this machitta madgata prana bodhayanta parasparam kathayantascha mam nityam tushyanti cha ramanti cha the thoughts of my pure devotees dwell in me their lives are fully devoted to my service and they derive great satisfaction and bliss from always enlightening one another and conversing about me so they are always happy devotees are happy by conversing with other devotees 
and let me take you to some beautiful verses there are so many verses highlighting the importance of the association of devotees we just can't get enough of them so many okay this is from 11230 ata atyantikam kshemam prichhamo bhavato nagah samsare smin kshanardhopi satsanga shevadhar nirnam therefore o completely sinless ones i asked you to kindly tell me what the supreme goal is after all even half a moment's association with pure devotees within this world of birth and death is a priceless treasure for any man so the devotee association is a priceless treasure non devotee association not the same so how to see everybody as the same another one chaitanya charitamrita of course there is a famous verse sadhu sanga sadhu sanga sarva shastra koy lav matra sadhu sanga sarva siddhi hoy अहो महात्मन बहुदोषदुष्टो अप्येकेन भात्येश भवो गुणेना सत्संगमाख्येन सुखावहेन कृताद्यनो येन कृषामु मुक्षा ओ ग्रेटली ओ ग्रेट लर्नड डिवोटी ऑल्दो देयर आर मेनी फॉल्ट्स इन दिस मटेरियल वर्ल्ड देयर इज वन गुड ऑपर्चुनिटी द एसोसिएशन विद डिवोटीज such association brings about great happiness due to this good quality our strong desire to achieve liberation by merging into the brahman effulgence has become weakened this is from hari bhakti sudhodaya again the importance of the association of devotees is again stressed so many verses like this 325 25 10 143 so many are there that highlight the importance of devotee association In fact, let me take you to this other verse. Chaitanya Charitamrita, Krishna Bhakti Janma Mula Hoi Sadhu Sangha Krishna Prema Janma Teho Punaha Mukhya Angha The root cause of devotional service to Lord Krishna is association with advanced devotees. Even when one's dormant love for Krishna awakens, association with devotees is still most essential and i think in the same chapter we have this one mahat kripa vina kon karme bhakti nai krishna bhakti dure raho samsara nahe kshay unless one is favored by a pure devotee one cannot attain the platform of devotional service to say nothing of krishna bhakti one cannot even be relieved from the bondage of material existence so all this is pointing to one direction that there has to be um is that the word dichotomy i think it is let's see what what dichotomy is a division or contrast between two things that are or are represented as being opposed or entirely different yeah exactly the word so this dichotomy has to be defined 
and a devotee should very well be aware of which association to take and which association not to so this dichotomy is very essential right <clears throat> so how can we see with equal mind so this equal mind when it is said it is referring to the non-devotee association that's why we will see in the next verse let's read the next verse because there it is mentioned that one should stay alone that is only good if the population is non-devotees but if it is devotees then one should not stay alone and we will take you to another verse which explains this in more detail now 6.10 yogi yunjita satatam atmanam rahasisthitaha ekaki yata chittatman nirashira parigraha yogi a transcendentalist yunjita must concentrate in krishna consciousness satatam constantly atmanam himself by body mind and self rahasi in a secluded place uh, sthitaha being situated ekaki alone yata chittatma always careful in mind nirashi without being attracted by anything else aparigraha free from the feeling of possessiveness now bhaktivinod thakur has sung ekakiyamar nahi paya bala hari nama sankirtane so he said alone i have no strength to perform the sankirtan movement or to chant the holy name you know of course he can he in fact did it in the last 4 years of his life he was completely shut off nirjan bhajan this is called technically that means without any contact with the outside world they just always chanting and doing their own devotional service so he lived like that for 4 years of his life from 1910 to 1914 when he attained samadhi left his body he was like that but that is only possible for the such an advanced devotee who was on the first class platform uttamadhikari mahabhagavat but for the rest of us we can't do this ekaki we will be you know in fact bhaktivedan saraswati thakur completely condemned that because in kali yuga we will be distracted by so many thoughts and especially of women and money and one will not be able to maintain his uh, seclusion and purity in his seclusion therefore it, in kali yuga especially it is better to stay in the association of devotees sango pangastra parshadam one has to stay in the sangha chaitanya mahaprabhu actually inaugurated such a movement where he is with his devotee i mean he is with his association and also it is sankirtan sankirtan means congregational chanting it is much more powerful than alone chanting so that congregational chanting not only chanting means the holy names that is also of course one of the main aspects but also uh listening to hari katha krishna katha topics about krishna so that is also as important and that we have to do in the association of devotees and we have to be trained under the association of devotees these are all very essential items in devotional advancement so when it is said rahasi means secluded place see live alone in a secluded place and should always carefully control his mind 
Now let's read the purport and we will explain the whole thing or we'll try to explain. Purport Krishna is realized in different degrees as Brahman, Paramatma and the Supreme Personality of Godhead or Bhagavan. Krishna consciousness means concisely to be always engaged in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. That is Krishna consciousness. To be always engaged in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. But those who are attached to the impersonal Brahman or the localized super soul are also partially Krishna conscious because impersonal Brahman is the spiritual ray of Krishna and super soul is the all-pervading partial expansion of Krishna. Thus, the impersonalist and the meditator are also indirectly Krishna conscious. Well, that's a very big euphemism there. (laughs) Many places they are actually condemned. A directly Krishna conscious person is the topmost transcendentalist because such a devotee knows what is meant by Brahman and Paramatma. His knowledge of the Absolute Truth is perfect whereas the impersonalist and the meditative yogi are imperfectly Krishna conscious. What is imperfectly Krishna conscious? Imperfectly Krishna conscious means, of course, there are three stages of realization of the Absolute Truth. For the impersonal and the localized Paramatma features, um, they are partial representation of the Absolute Truth. The complete representation is of Bhagavan. And once one understands Bhagavan feature, then one automatically understands um, the Paramatma and the Brahman features. Just as much as if one knows the Sun God, he will automatically know the Sun planet and the Sun sun rays. but if one knows the sun, sun's rays, he may not know the sun planet, uh, sun planet and the sun god. He won't know. Even if one knows sun rays and sun planet, he may still not know the sun god. So he feel, he cannot understand the situation in its entirety. That is only possible by a devotee who has understood the Bhagavan feature. And he is called a Vaishnava. Brahma Janati Brahmana. And one who is serving Vishnu is a Vaishnava. So, um, Vishnu means a personal form. So, they are imperfectly Krishna conscious, in other words. Nevertheless, all of these are instructed herewith to be constantly engaged in their particular pursuits so that they may come to the highest perfection sooner or later. The first business of a transcendentalist is to keep the mind always on Krishna. One should always think of Krishna and not forget him even for a moment. This is called Samadhi. Concentration of the mind on the Supreme is called Samadhi or trance. In order to concentrate the mind, one should always remain in seclusion and avoid disturbance disturbance by external objects. Especially with um, non-devotee association, we have to really follow this rigidly. But we have to associate with devotee, devotees. He should be very careful to accept favorable and reject unfavorable conditions that affect his realization. 
and in perfect determination he should not hanker after unnecessary material things that entangle him by feelings of possessiveness so these are actually summarizing how a devotee should live his life you know <clears throat> Now before we go further, I just want to take you to this verse. Shrimad Bhagavatam, Canto 9, Chapter 6, Text 51. Sangham Tyajeta Mithuna Vratinam Mumukshu Sarvatmanana Visrajet Bahirindriyani a person desiring liberation from material bondage must give up the association of persons interested in sex life and should not employ his senses externally in seeing, hearing, talking, walking and so on. One should always stay in a secluded place, completely fixing his mind at the lotus feet of the unlimited personality of Godhead, and if one wants any association at all, he should associate with persons similarly engaged. Now, again, and as, in fact, in Kali Yuga, this is more practical than staying alone uh, staying alone I think we'll go bonkers in Kali Yuga we're not even practiced to live like that so and it is not necessary uh, we can actually stay comfortably in the association of devotees and learn how to become a devotee and be guarded by other devotees they are the firewall against this virus of Maya so the we have to surround ourselves with devotee association. Now when we say surround ourselves with devotee association means not that I have to employ some devotees as my bodyguards. You know, 10 bodyguards I am walking everywhere. <laughs> not like that. We are talking about taking guidance from devotees at all times, at all places, in all circumstances. So such guidance will fence our devotional service our devotional growth so we have to have that fence otherwise the creeper you know we will unnecessarily jeopardize the uh, growth of the creeper so you see how it is all related they see everybody equal especially and they treat everybody equal by avoiding their association and associating only with devotees so that's one aspect the other aspect is when they distribute that mercy when one is sufficiently advanced and at least on the second class platform when he becomes a preacher then he again bestows his mercy on the innocent non-devotee class of people equally there's a very beautiful example in Prabhupada's life where he was asked by one Indian uh, friend he was kind of a little bit scholarly because he knew some verses of Bhagavad Gita and all but then he he friendly in a joking way in a friendly talk he challenged Prabhupada 
Ah, but Prabhupad, you say, I mean, you are on the first class platform. That's what I understand from your disciples. But then, you are preaching. But you said preacher is second class. That means you are actually not first class, you are second class. Is it not? Are you first class or are you second class? I think you are second class, is it not? <laughs> Prabhupada remains um, silent for a while. And he said, my equality is that I don't see whether it's a black or a white or a man or a woman or a developed country or undeveloped country, whatever it is, I, I want to preach Hare Krishna the mantra to everyone. This is my equality. You see? So this equality means he preaching, in the preaching he does not make any compromise. He does not give it only to some richer class of people, but poorer class, uh, I don't need to give. Not like that. No, everyone. Uh, what is that? Jati dhana vidya bala na kore apeksha. One second. Jati dhana vidya bala na kore apeksha. This is Nityananda Prabhu also like that. There is no consideration of jati, one's birth, dhana or wealth, vidya means intelligence and education, bala, strength. So there is no consideration of these aspects at all, just freely. So that is equality. So again, in the early stages one has to avoid such association and in the second, that is the third class. And yes, you associate with devotees. It is not that in second class we give up that that uh, principle. No, we still associate only with the devotees and avoid the association of non-devotees. But a, such a second class devotee preaches to the non-devotees, and that is not technically associating with them and taking their association. No, it is infecting them with his association. That is totally different. Whether I am taking association or whether I am giving association. So when it is said that we should not associate with the non-devotees, it is the meaning is that we should not take their association. But we should give our association. And for that we have to be, you know, Prabhupada said, purity is the force. So if we follow the principles, if we keep ourselves always connected with the Krishna consciousness, by hearing, chanting and engaging all different kinds of services, then we can, you know, pass that and, you know, that, that experience and, the, you know, that kind of infection of Krishna consciousness to others. And also by distributing Srila Prabhupada's books, which is actually the fundamental aspect of our entire movement. Um, so these things have to be distributed to everyone, irrespective of caste, creed, color, race, nationality gender anything hmm. so in that way one has to conduct oneself so he should avoid association definitely but he should give association so this is something which impersonalists cannot understand and non-devotees misunderstand so impersonalists they just try to avoid all association and you know try to be happy in their so-called Brahman happiness. But devotees seemingly are amidst all kinds of materialistic people. 
and they can be easily misunderstood to be associates of materialists and impersonalists may think like that or even the non devotees sometimes think hey why why devotees have to be on social media i thought you have given up all this this materialism and all that and then why are you on social media you know instagram and tiktok and you know like uh, now clubhouse you know like youtube why are you on all of this i mean you have to give up right you are a monk so yeah we have to give up taking the association of these social media but we have to give association there any channel that can be used for spreading the message of krishna consciousness should be used um other than that purpose it should, they should not be used so for that reason devotees may give association that is all right perfectly all right but one cannot take association from them from the non devotees and that also means that also means that we can't make compromises with the non devotees like for example there was a very illustrative conversation of shri prabhupad with um, some of his disciples and prabhupad was mentioning this point of convincing the materialistic people to accept our philosophy not that we have to talk in ways and means that would appeal to them in their own philosophical way no we have to bring them to our philosophy or to accept make them accept our philosophy but if we talk like them if we try to appeal to them by talking like them then we are accepting their association so that's why we have to show them that what we have is far superior than they than what they have and we'll continue to use our lingo our kind of way of presentation and not change the preaching methods trying to suit to the modern population and talk some rubbish stories these kind of things are beyond the you know what is that chartered waters of the devotee it means beyond permissible boundaries of the devotees so we can't do any of that and that actually means compromise and that actually means taking association that means i am not unequivocally presenting the truth in straight krishna consciousness language but i'm actually kind of using their language and talking like them just to be so called mixing with them and trying to give them, give them krishna consciousness we just have to preach purely when we preach purely then the effect will be there and if some people are not happy about it let them be nothing to worry you know we don't have to really take it to heart our thing is that our mission should be we have to preach without compromise then it is called giving association but if i for example i'll give you a tangible example like nowadays i have seen at least um, two or three sanyasis and some other brahmacharis also from our hari krishna movement advocating or supporting veganism and many other devotees also like you know i have seen uh, kind of being vegan so this is um the whole vegan idea is a very 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 faulty idea 
with full of mistakes although the intention was good but because it is not connected with krishna the end result if you carefully look at it from the viewpoint of shastra it is full of defects full of defects so therefore we have to accept only that philosophy that is uh, enunciated by krishna now krishna said yagnyarthat uh, no yagnyashishtasana santo muchyante sarvakal vishaye so we have to take only prasadam then all our sinful activities will be nullified but it is not the same as not um, uh, eating only uh, plant based diet because even plants have life we are not allowed to take any life we can only take for the use of offering to krishna and then eating the prasadam because krishna asked in that category we will produce, uh, provide him that category and eat prasadam otherwise we have even no right to eat the plants that we are eating so that is one point and veganism does not take into account of all these things i mean there are so many points which i don't want to go into the rabbit hole because i have covered covered that many times and i will do another video again with full explanation we have done actually um i think we have done veganism in the i think shastra chakshu episode way back few years back anyway this is the thing the, the definition if if i accept something like vegan for example vegan is a veganism is a is a materialistic idea without krishna consciousness involved so called ahimsa but then not according to krishna's recommendation like milk is very essential for human beings is recommended by krishna huh? and um also uh, onion and garlic for example they are plant based but we cannot eat so it is not exactly vegetarian it's not exactly vegan that we are following we are like professor prasadarians like vegetarians non vegetarians prasadarians <laughs> so um we advocate that so it is different from just veganism or vegetarianism or anything like that uh, the fault of veganism i think dhira prabhu has mentioned oh we have done a, we have done a tatvadarshan show so you see so this veganism is a big problem uh, like this there are many other problems materialistic movements like prabhupada mentioned also that um gan he was a sympathizer of the gandhian movement at the time for national independence of india but then later on after he met his spiritual master bhaktisiddhanta saraswati thakur he understood that independence is not the main thing that is required it is krishna consciousness it, it doesn't have to wait for independence or anything like that so even by participating in such materialistic movements however nice they may sound oh this is a huge cause you know an indian national freedom you know we have to support this now millions of people will back that claim and everybody say yes 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 and if we if we say no we will be looking like an absolute idiot among them but we have to be even at that point we have to be completely convinced and sober that what we are doing is right and what they are doing is wrong usually we get carried away by public opinion majority opinion this is how democracy worked or works and usually we fall into the trap but actually we have to always um be 
watchful whether i am falling into the trap of these materialists or not so uncompromising preaching means not taking a single milligram of their association just giving association straight forward truth present it so that is giving association and that is that is what it means by this this um, he should remain uh, you know equal with everyone and he should stay alone that means he should not take anybody's association but giving association or oh, taking association one should only devotees association hmm. one cannot stay without association that is not possible one has to associate with his mind if he is with nobody then he is with his mind and mind is the worst enemy to be with in an alone place would you go to a lonely place where nobody is around with your enemy will you go i have especially if he is extremely strong will you go to a place like that no sane man will do it but we think we can we go with our mind so the, you can go to the remotest part in the universe but you are sitting with your worst enemy all the time this is the mind and therefore um especially in kaliyuga one is completely uh ill equipped to to do this uh, seclusion i mean seclusion yoga or yoga in seclusion so we cannot do that what we can do is we associate the devotees and preach krishna consciousness actually that also means seclusion because we are not taking their association we are giving the association so that is actually the complete meaning of seclusion that we this is yukta vairagya we associate with them at the same time we don't associate with them It means we give our association but not take their association so in that way we are always in seclusion because we shield ourselves from this non devotee influence but then we keep ourselves strong by associating with devotees mm-hmm. so let's continue with the purport hmm and in perfect determination see he should be very careful to accept favorable and reject unfavorable conditions that affect his realization this is important that's why rupa goswami has highlighted all the favorable in, uh, incidents and unfavorable incidents or you know uh, what is that called conditions and in perfect determination he should not hanker after unnecessary material things that entangle him by feelings of possessiveness hmm the more things we have the more possessive we become i'll show you one verse about this possessive nature 76 to 13 katham priyaya anukampitaya sangam rahasyam ruchiram cha mantran 
This aupasthya jaihvam. Now that gives rise to a whole paraphernalia of attachment and possessiveness. Now let's see. When we get into this possessive mentality, and this is, this is how <coughs> it works. How can a person who is most affectionate to his family, the core of his heart being always filled with their pictures, give up their association? How can he? Um, possessive. Specifically, a wife is always very kind and sympathetic and always pleases her husband in a solitary place. Who could give up the association of such a dear and affectionate wife? Small children talk in broken language, very pleasing to hear, and their affectionate father always thinks of their sweet words. How could he give up their association? One's elderly parents and one's sons and daughters are also very dear. A daughter is especially dear to her father and while living at her husband's house, she is always in his mind. Who could give up that association? Aside from this, in household affairs, there are many decorated items of household furniture and there, all, there are also animals and servants. Who could give up such comforts? The attached householder is like a silkworm which weaves a cocoon in which it becomes imprisoned, unable to get out. Simply for the satisfaction of two important senses, the genitals and the tongue. Aupasthya jaihvam. Jihva means tongue. Jaihvam means related to the tongue. Aupasthya means related to upastha or the genitals. So, Aupasthya jaihvam. Bahumanyamana. He gives great importance to these things. Uh, let's see. You see, consider Bahumanyamana. Considering as very, very important. One is bound by material conditions. How can one escape? You think it is so easy that we can just give up everything and go to Krishna? Is that so easy? No. We cannot give up our family. We cannot give up our house, our everything, our comfort. No. So it's uh, it's not so easy. <laughs> this is feelings of possessiveness. Uh, one should not hanker after unnecessary material things that entangle him by feelings of possessiveness. Possessing all these things, like having um, 
friendly family and you know all this household furniture all this self indulgence or indulgence of the material senses and mind may seem very comfortable and may seem very pleasing in the moment but it is always the most painful at the time of death because we have to understand one thing there are two situations in this material world one is of not so intense danger and when everything is seemingly well and the other is the day when the danger is actually literally felt actually both these conditions are dangerous but in one the danger is stark naked it is right in front of our eyes we know its danger and we can identify it the other danger is far more dangerous than the visible danger because it's hidden it's in stealth mode the danger is in stealth mode why because when the life is going good and we are you know happy with our home with our hearth with our furniture with our animals with everything we think it's oh i have a wonderful life that's when the how to say the grip on us maya's grip on us is just solidifying you know how a snake eats especially those uh, constricting snakes you know you know those snakes some snakes you know just bite and then the poison is injected and then the person dies that's one type of snakes the other type of snakes are not as poisonous but they are very very strong and they like anaconda constrictor boa so these kind of snakes they wrap around the person or the animal and then you know what they, how they constrict you see there are already bones and everything it's a, it's, a, it's a hard frame you know then how they constrict and break the bones also you know when we breathe when we inhale it becomes a little bit inflated our body so the snake lets us inhale when we exhale the body shrinks a little bit and when it shrinks the constrictor the snake will constrict as much as it can go and then after that we cannot expand more than that and then we try to breathe there in that level only and when we do that again again constrict more again constrict more more and more and break our whole thing and then eat us or eat any animal so and also when they eat they eat a little bit and little bit and little bit so why i'm telling all this example because when it is not so seeming danger when everything is rosy that's when actually the maya is you know constricting us without us even knowing why because these very so called happy moments are the ones which will give us pain at the time of death when we have to separate from them these moments will flash in our mind and then being attached to these moments is what causes us the pain at the time of death and that you know because that is the danger because it is just building up to the ultimate danger because at the time of death we need to remember krishna but then we we have passed the exam of death if we do not remember the krishna then we have failed so in order for what do we remember at the time of death 
whatever we are most attached to that is the secret formula that maya uses oh whatever he is attached to sadatat bhava bhavita yamyam vapi smaran bhavam tyajatyante kalevaram tam tam evaiti kaunteya sadatat bhava bhavitah see this whatever state of being one remembers when he quits his body or son of kunti that state he will attain without fail now there is actually something missing in this translation and that is this part sada tad bhava bhavitah in fact prabhupad explains this in his uh, lectures sada means always tad bhava that state of being remembering we can remember at the time of death whatever we have been always remembering throughout our lives so what do people remember they remember their family they are always remembering their you know the children wife and for the wife is the husband and other near and dear as you know we have that those three verses we have just seen in the seventh canto so these are the things that people remember people have their phone wallpapers you know as their wife picture or their children's picture or the dog's picture even worse so these are the things that are filling up you know our consciousness so what are we doing so maya is just laying the trap and um the the stark naked dangers are when the trap is actually you know when the like i think let me take you to this the only separation or the only difference between that visible danger and the invisible danger is our knowledge or ignorance of it otherwise is actually padam padam yad vipadam na tesham every step is full of danger um what was the verse i was thinking about um oh i lost the train of thought there wait well 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 i was going to show a verse oh yeah got it now let's look at this 429 53 i think let me guess mm-hmm. okay these two are so interesting these two verses 42953 and 42954 42954 is basically it's not a verse it's a prose it's like a mini essay in fact but we will read the sanskrit because there are so many important words kshudram charam sumanasam sharane mithitva रक्तम षडंघ्रिगणसामसुलुब्धकर्णम अग्रे वृकानसुतृपो विगणय्यया पृष्ठे मृगम मृगयलुब्धकबाण भिन्न इज ब्यूटिफुल डिपिक्शन ऑफ द स्टेट ऑफ अफेयर्स दैट आर गोइंग ऑन इन द मेटीरियल वर्ल्ड नाउ व्हेन वी आर यू नो हैविंग अ फन टाइम 
this is actually what is going on which we can't see now my dear king please search out that deer who is engaged in eating grass in a very nice flower garden along with his wife having a fun time with his wife you know pleasant garden flower garden that deer is very much attached to his business and is enjoying the sweet singing of the bumblebees in his garden just try to understand his position he is unaware that before him is a tiger which is accustomed to living at the cost of another's flesh behind the deer is a hunter who is threatening to pierce him with sharp arrows thus the deer's death is imminent now you know i just i just learned this a uh, few weeks ago i was uh, watching this video of this deer and the tiger how the tiger was talking the deer and it is very interesting that the deer is standing in practically broad daylight in under no cover and the tiger is just nearby just right in front and nearby in the shades of the tree trees and so he was moving <laughs> i was thinking because this guy this cameraman he was filming the whole whole scene and he was showing the deer he was showing the tiger and the deer is looking somewhere close to where the tiger was and somewhere a little bit off to an angle but i mean he could have a human could have easily spotted that tiger i was thinking how come this deer can't even see the tiger i mean so foolish so blind or what but then the narrator actually explains he says that the deer like we see three colors and the combinations of them like i think what l uh what green rgb yeah red green blue or yellow blue red whatever so these are the three colors and then every every other color is just basically a mixture of these three but for the deer they don't see three colors they see only two colors it seems so they can't distinguish the movement the orange of the tiger and the you know the in fact they can't see orange they are blind to orange for them the trees the the tiger it all just mixes up it, in fact the camera man i mean the editing they they did the work very nicely they actually changed the 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 whole scene into a way where the, how the deer looks at it and it's very very fascinating because you can't see the tiger you can't see the tiger it was just so fascinating that when it was all these three colors colorful it was like what such a blind deer and when it, he he removes one of those colors i think yellow or something he has removed and then you the same thing but the tiger is invisible now completely invisible so that was fascinating to see and and i actually remembered this verse at the time i said wow this is now i understand why the deer can't see the tiger here you see actually it is mentioned he is unaware that before him is the tiger that means in front of him is the tiger he can't see this is the reason that was interesting to note so anyway 
Tiger is here. Hunter is behind. He's basically minced meat in a matter of minutes. But because it has not come yet, because he's just about to be um, attacked, at the moment when he's not attacked, he thinks he's having a fun time. This is exactly how our position is. And the next verse, or rather prose, gives that context in our human life. Okay, now let's look at that. Sumanaha. This is not a verse, so I can't chant it in a tune. See, Sumanasam. What is that? Of a beautiful flower garden. Sumanasaha sama dharmanam strinam sharana ashrame pushpa madhu gandhavat kshudratamam kamya karma vipakajam kama sukhalavam kama sukhalavam beautiful <laughs> means the, the the pleasure which we get from kama or uh, lust is insignificant kama sukhalavam Jaihvyaupasthyadi Jaihvyaupasthyadi means again Jaihva means tongue related to the tongue and Aupasthya means related to the Upastha genitals so that means eating and sex indulgence Vichinvantam Mithuni Bhuya Tad Abhiniveshita Manasam Shadangri Ganasama Geetavad Shadangri means Angri means legs Shad means six Shad Goswami for example Shat means six. Shat Sandarbha. So, Shat means six-legged creature. What is that? Insect or honeybee. Insects have six legs. So, Shat Ganasama Geetavad. So, the song. Geeta means song. Vat means like. So, the, the, like the song of the honeybee. Humming of the honeybees. Atimanohara Vanitadi Janala Peshvatitaram Ati pralobhita karnam agre virka yuthavad atmana ayur harato ho ratran tan kala lava visheshan aviganaya griheshu viharantam prishtata eva paroksham anupravritto lubdhakaha kritantontaha sharenayam iha paravidhyati tam imam atmanam mahorajan bhinnahridayam drashtum arhasiti. Now, much of that we don't know the meanings. So, some of them we can actually catch. But anyway, I'm not going to go into all the word, word to word. We will see the entire translation. See. My dear king. Now, this is in comparison to that deer. Which is having this fun time. But is just waiting to die. Very terrible death, the two. Either by the tiger or by the hunter. It's basically mince meat in minutes. Now, my dear king, woman, who is very attractive in the beginning, but in the end very disturbing, is exactly like the flower. This applies to the woman for the man also. I mean, the man may be attractive in the beginning and everything, but in the end, you know, it is basically because of lust. Hmm. Because like the flower appears all blooming and nice and you know fragrant and this and that beautiful. You just uh, keep it for one day and then you will see at the end of the day how the flower will be. It just withered and then looks horrible. I mean, um, it smells horrible in a day or two, and you just want to throw it away. So 
woman is like that means the sexual attraction for the opposite sex is like that my dear king woman who is very attractive in the beginning but in the end very disturbing is exactly like the flower which is attractive in the beginning and detestable at the end with woman the living entity is entangled with lusty desires and he enjoys sex just as one enjoys the aroma of a flower he does enjoys a life of sense gratification from his tongue to his genitals one straight line from the tongue to the genitals in between there is the belly there is another satisfactory point if one eats nicely and fill up fills up the belly he is very happy and taste all nice kind of things fill up the belly increase the pressure on the genitals and enjoy sex life with that so <clears throat> he enjoys a life of sense gratification from the tongue to his genitals and in this way the living entity considers himself very happy in family life united with his wife he always remains absorbed in such thoughts he feels great pleasure in hearing the talks of his wife and children which are like the sweet humming of bumblebees that collect honey from flower to flower you remember this dear shadangri again ganasamasu lubdhakarnam that dear is very much attached to the business and he is enjoying the sweet singing of the bumblebees of his garden now these are not just you know a deer's explanation of a deer but these are actually related to our human life and what are they what are that uh, humming of the bumblebees in human context he feels great pleasure in hearing the talks of his wife and children which are like the sweet humming of bumblebees that collect honey from flower to flower he forgets that before him is time which is the tiger which is taking away his life span just like the tiger is just taking away the life span of the deer by looking at the deer itself with the passing of day and night he does not see the gradual diminishing of his life nor does he care about the superintendent of death who is trying to kill him from behind just try to understand this you are in a precarious position and are threatened from all sides so this is our position in the material world we are always threatened and that is why it is called padam padam yad vipadam na tesham every step is a danger you may say oh, that is an exaggeration come on i mean every day is not danger you know we are walking and you know you know just what happened two days ago or something news in america everybody was sleeping in this apartment building sleeping what happened entire building just collapsed into rubble for no reason for no reason just collapse everybody was sound sleep just finished dead hundreds dead anything can happen you may think oh united states oh no way and i'm in this posh condo it was a condominium it was a posh condo and you know no way it's nothing can go wrong you know i'm happily sleeping all right tomorrow i'll go and do this that this that this is not tomorrow so anything can happen at any time there is nothing is a safety net anything can happen if the lord wants and the the thing is we are blind to it we can't even see what is happening in front of us like how are we you know going to go away from here we don't even know and it can come at any moment we always say this right for years like in our lectures i i remember i was i was saying this like oh we can die at any moment we can die at any moment you know 
it does not have to be that only old people will die anybody can die at any moment parikshit maharaj died everybody will say yeah 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 correct yes good okay um i'll go to india i'll have this all oh, not india i'll go to bali or i'll go to some you know have some nice holiday and then come back there's no urgency like n- nothing in the head registered many people have heard this many times yeah we will will die any moment yeah yeah correct correct okay i'll have my holiday and come back okay i'll see you so this was attitude but now with coronavirus we have seen practically that people of all ages are dying it's starkly visible right now that death can come at any time to anyone so just see this is actually the case and when it is not happening when we are not dying we are just being led into the trap what does that mean our attraction for these possessive possessions are being increased we are just we are being lured into the trap you know like the the hunter if he wants to hunt the deer he will play nice music and then they will come and then he will just shoot them dead so they they are being lured into the trap of this nice music or the bait for the fish oh food yes go and then catch it and then you are food next moment you are food for somebody so and just imagine you see how it is working so we are being lured into that bait the maya's giving us the bait okay enjoy enjoy your family this and that i'll take you everything back and then at that time the pain uh, you will not be able to remember anything other than your family and you will take birth again maya is a sadist she will want to see that we remain here her real business is to train us in such a way that we will never disturb krishna with any material desire she wants to exhaust us of all material desires so she will cause frustration in material life like anything that is her business so i uh, as a sadist like it's exactly like a sadist she will make sure that we have absolutely zero taste for material life until then she will not allow us to go to krishna she will keep on even if we are trying to go to krishna she will drag us down she will drag us down no you are not going anywhere come <laughs> why what kind of thing is that because in in some religious forms it is mentioned like you know god and satan as if they are like two opposing forces and then god is against satan and satan is against god and it's actually not like that that's completely wrong idea yes satan means actually this maya so maya wants to take you away from god but that's actually not disservice to god it is actually a service to god why because she wants to see will you go to krishna no matter what happens i think you won't she her, her way of thinking is like i don't think you can go to krishna i don't think you are as strong no 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 i'm strong i'm strong maya cannot touch me oh really okay let's see then she will give one right slap and then we are all over the, we are just knocked out you know you know how boxing match have you seen anybody getting knocked out one punch on the chin and then they are out cold in in britain they call it um, 
knocking him spark out spark out means the spark of life is gone of course he's not dead at the time if if not enough medical attention he can die actually but um, he's just out cold he's just concussion just completely gone no external sensation it's gone so maya will give us one time and it doesn't take if you if you watch any fighting match it doesn't take even a split second for that punch to land usually the person who receives the punch does not even know where the punch came from it's it was so fast they did not even notice where it came from so that's how maya is and in a split second we are flat on the floor and she's having a fun time dancing on our head so we we cannot at any time be complacent and think we are good enough we will never be good enough the only way we can be good enough is complete take, completely take shelter of krishna completely take the shelter of the spiritual master only then can we actually rise above this you know material contamination so this is the basic lesson from this you know verse we are having completed the purport we'll go back to that or oh, it's going here and there and here and there and here and there what okay okay here in perfect determination he should not hanker after unnecessary material things that entangle him by feelings of possessiveness all these perfections and precautions are perfectly executed when one is directly in krishna consciousness because direct krishna consciousness means self abnegation wherein there is very little chance for material possessiveness this is why this is why the goswamis have given up all attachment to worldly opulence and they have taken up krishna consciousness as their only um, activity and rupa goswami gives the principle here rupa goswami shri rupa goswami characterizes krishna consciousness in this way अनासक्तस्य विषयान् यथार्हम् उपयुञ्जतः निर्बन्धः कृष्णसंबन्धे युक्तं वैराग्यमुच्यते प्रापञ्चिकतया बुद्ध्या हरिसंबन्धिवस्तुनः मुमुक्षुभिः परित्यागो वैराग्यं फल्गु कथ्यते व्हेन वन इज नॉट अटैच्ड टू एनीथिंग बट एट द सेम टाइम एक्सेप्ट्स एवरीथिंग इन रिलेशन टू कृष्ण वन इज राइटली सिचुएटेड अबव पोसेसिवनेस on the other hand one who rejects everything without knowledge of his relationship to krishna is not as complete in his renunciation now this also applies to preaching now if we give up the association of worldly minded people we have to give up in the matter of taking their association we have to give up but if we completely reject them and not even contact them that is condemned again now here in this verse i'll show you a complete opposite verse like here it is ekaki yata chittatma he said one should alone live alone in a secluded place and should always carefully control his mind now let me show you this other verse shrimad bhagavatam canto 7 chapter 9 text 44 now this is an interesting verse prayena deva munaya svavimukti kama मौनम चरती विजने न पराथनिष्ठा 
नैतान विहाय कृपणान विमुमुक्ष एको नान्यम त्वदस्य शरणम भ्रमतोनुपश्ये लुक एट दिस माय डियर लॉर्ड नरसिंहदेव आई सी दैट देयर आर मेनी सेंटली पर्सन्स इनडीड बट दे आर इंटरेस्टेड ओनली इन देयर ओन डिलीवरेंस नॉट केयरिंग फॉर द बिग सिटीज एंड टाउन्स दे गो टू द हिमालयस और द फॉरेस्ट to meditate meditate with vows of silence maunavrata they are not interested in delivering others as for me however i do not wish to be liberated alone leaving aside all these poor fools and rascals i know that without krishna consciousness without taking shelter of elodus feet one cannot be happy therefore i wish to bring them back to shelter at elodus feet this is the mood of a devotee he actually condemns this ekaki yat chittatma where krishna is actually proposing that and prahlad maharaj is denouncing in fact condemning that how come how come is against krishna's word he's not because ekaki yat chittatma is just one side of things so shilrupa goes of course krishna also expa- explained the other side of things you know the preaching in the in the last part krishna says you know who he who is a preacher is very dear to me so that how can one be a preacher if he is alone somewhere you know in a cave he can't be a preacher he, he what preaching is doing to the bats or what and bring some coronavirus now <laughs> because in the caves there are a lot of bats <laughs> now ya idam paramam guhyam madbhakteshva bhidhasyate bhaktim mai param kritva mame vaishyatya samshayaha for one who explains the supreme secret to the devotees pure devotional service is guaranteed and at the end he will come back to me nasatasman manushyeshu kashchin me priya kritamah bhavitana chame tasmad anya priya taro bhuvi there is no servant in this world more dear to me than he nor will there ever be one more dear so krishna is saying the most dear servant is he who is a preacher but then in today's verse he is saying no ekakiyata chittatma stay in seclusion so for those who can't preach yeah they may stay in seclusion but in kaliyuga even that is not possible um we have to stay in association of devotees so that we can actually receive the association of devotees seclusion means as i have emphasized many many times over over in this class staying away from non devotee association so prahlad maharaj is saying no i want to be in the busiest towns and cities of this world i want to deliver all of them i don't want to be liberated alone so this is basically this principle of rupa goswami you see one is not attached to anything but at the same time accepts everything in relation to krishna so he not he is not attached to the worldly people but he accepts everything in relation to krishna oh they are also servant of krishna i should not associate with them and take their association and you know become a non devotee but even though they are non devotee they are actually parts and parcels of krishna so there is a relationship with krishna there and therefore my work i have some work there like i have to do something because anything that is in relation with krishna we have something to do with it a devotee always has something to do with anything that is related with krishna and what is not related to krishna everything is 
and therefore a devotee actually does the most welfare activity in the entire world hmm. so on the other hand one who rejects everything without knowledge of his relationship to krishna is not as complete in his renunciation so if he like anything it can be a handphone it can be the social media it can be anything everything is related with krishna and we have to use it in his service that is understand but even people now if i renounce the people without knowing their relationship with krishna and not caring for them that is not complete renunciation whereas although i give up their association but if i give my association and you know make them devotees that is proper renunciation and shri prabhupad is a perfect example of that he went to america not learned a single thing from them but he taught them everything that he came with from india from our vedic culture everything he exported or sunugopal prabhu says transplanted he transplanted the entire vedic culture on these foreign lands and it was a grand success because he never accepted their association he gave his association to them even to the point of when he was asked to register the society he said and they suggested he suggested the name as international society for krishna consciousness they said mm, some people suggested you know krishna is like way too you know you will be excluding all the others let's say god consciousness why not he said no god means everybody will come now every demigod everything there's not there's not a clear understanding krishna it has to be specific and look at the success of the movement i mean who can match because he just focused on pleasing guru and krishna that's all that mattered for him so that is real renunciation he gave his association never took any association from them now a krishna conscious person well knows that everything belongs to krishna and thus he is always free from feelings of personal possession as such he has no hankering for anything on his own personal account he knows how to accept things in favor of krishna consciousness and how to reject things unfavorable to krishna consciousness he is always aloof from material things because he is always transcendental and he is always alone having nothing to do with persons not in krishna consciousness so this is what it means by alone again having nothing to do with persons not in krishna consciousness in the matter of taking their association but he has everything to do in giving his association what need was there for prabhupad to give up his comfortable um, residence in vrindavan and go to america and live among those maniacs hippie maniacs what was the need for prabhupada to do that was there association so valuable that he has to leave this entire holy place holy land and then go on the sea and suffer these heart attacks and go to that other side and live with some bunch of jokers not jokers actually they were quite um, tough to deal with why did prabhupada have to go there to give association give that's why when one student in university in in i think MIT Massachusetts Institute of Technology which is the top university in the world apparently so um he was giving a talk there 
and one of the indian students who was studying there he stood up and said swamiji what is the need need of all these religion and god and all this this is the age for technology you know we have to do that i mean what is he these are all outdated come on so prabhu said well you have come here to take their association you you learn from them you are you are a beggar you are begging from them for their paltry knowledge i here am a giver my position is much higher than yours how did that answer the question because he thinks he is some big time and prabhu is nothing but if prabhu is nothing and he is big time why is he a beggar of knowledge beggar of those technical skills whereas prabhupad is a giver if prabhupad is nothing then he is not a giver right he is not a beggar prabhupad is not a beggar who has come to who have gone to the west for some extra dollars no bhiksham de bhiksham de extra dollars and then no that was not prabhupad's mission or oh, not enough money in india i'll go to the west and collect no prabhupad said i am not a i am not a uh, beggar you are a beggar i am a giver so this india is supposed to export this knowledge this culture everywhere so that is the um job we have to do and for that we have to associate with those people who are way outside the way the culture but we have to give our association and not take so that is the sum and substance of this verse um so I'll take any questions at this moment. All right. Dhira Das is asking the classification of three kinds of devotees is given to introspect on ourselves or to judge others. Both. both because how am i going to associate with the senior devotee in a proper way how am i going to associate with equal devotees and how am i going to associate junior devotees and of course where where do i stand how do i know he is my senior he is my equal or he is my junior that means i must know where i am right in the first place <laughs> so it acts both ways to evaluate ourselves and also to evaluate others because we have to choose our association wisely and appropriately so that's why it is important for both evaluating oneself and others <coughs> satyam chaudhary hare krishna prabhu just after just like after watching a movie a person is contemplating on it full day no full month at least full week how can we also attain the same thing for bhagavad gita or bhagavatam class i mean why are why we are not contemplating on the things that are discussed in bhagavatam class you are not contemplating we must contemplate that should be our state always actually contemplating so you know if it is because you know with in a movie we go with um, interest <laughs> if we have interest then we will we will contemplate we will be hooked to that 
Uh, if our interest is not there, then we will not contemplate. Why? Why does one think about one's family members? Why is it so attractive? Because there is a rasa that is, you know, the love. There is interest there. That's why we can think of them. Why that example is given where the woman, you know, the extramarital affair, where she thinks of the man other than the husband more intensely because of her affection for him. Because these are the things, affection is what drives that constant remembrance. Bhajatam Preeti Purvakam. Preeti Purvakam means imbued with affection. And that affection has to be gotten. And there is a nice verse in the Srimad Bhagavatam. First canto, second chapter, verse 16. शुश्रूषोह श्रद्धानस्य वासुदेवकथारुचिस्यान्महत्सेवया विप्राह पुण्यदीर्थनिषेवनात ओ ट्वाइस बोर्न सेजेस बाय सर्विंग दोस डिवोटीज वर कंप्लीटली फ्रीड फ्रॉम ऑल वाइस ग्रेट सर्विस इज डन बाय सच सर्विस वन गेन्स एफिनिटी फॉर हियरिंग द मेसेजेस ऑफ वासुदेव सो इफ वी एस एंगेज इन द एसोसिएशन ऑफ डिवोटीज एंड इन देयर सर्विस Associating with devotees more, not my ah, one chakalpa prabhu, one chakalpa. Hmm, Hare Krishna. Hmm. This is not association. Association <laughs> means serving the devotees. Uh, they may not ask any service, uh, but we have to ask the devotees. What can I serve? What can I do? The devotees will not ask for anything personal. Sometimes. Yeah, the spiritual master. You know, sometimes you know, he maybe have to be taken care of. You know, his um, necessary. Sometimes Prabhupada got massage and all that. That's you know one aspect. But the majority of the aspect is the taking up of his instruction. And his instruction will always be how to serve Krishna. So the spiritual master is serving Krishna, and we have to assist him in his service. You have to assist. No, Prabhu, he has enough servants. No, why? He has enough assistants. I don't need to serve. No, let him. No, there is never enough servants. There are never enough assistants because unlimited service to do. If even one person in this world is not devotee, there is service to left to be done. Preaching. Are uh, how many how many people are not devotees? Practically whole world. Even devotees are just half baked. Many, no standard, no quality. There's so much work to be done. So we can never say, "Oh, yeah, is enough." We have to, if even if the devotee doesn't say anything, we have to notice. Okay, maybe this one will help him. Okay, let me do this and assist him in this. That, you know, that itself, that attitude is what uh, fuels this affinity for hearing Krishna's message. and how can you not be inspired it is very intriguing and very interesting right to know so much actually from our books so it's actually very interesting but i'll show you why it cannot be interesting at this point and why 
सैत्कृष्णनामचरिताप्य विद्या पिप्तरसन से नोचिकानु किदरादनुदीन खलु सुष्टा स्वाद्रमाति तदमूलहंत्री The holy name, character, pastimes, and activities of Krishna are all transcendently sweet like sugar candy. Although the tongue of one afflicted by the jaundice of avidya ignorance cannot taste anything sweet, it is wonderful that simply by carefully chanting these sweet names every day, a natural relish awakens within his tongue, and his disease is gradually destroyed at the root. So, what we have to do? Just keep on taking the medicine. of krishna's names and krishna's topics just keep on doing it and the relish will awaken in the heart because we are now with this jaundice of avidya when we have jaundice we cannot taste anything our taste buds are dead so at that time we can't taste anything um but if we just take the medicine sugar candy by fourth fifth day you know one starts to taste it as sweet and that is the beginning of his recovery when he can actually taste it so we just have to keep on doing it and the taste will come we have to do it not mechanically we have to do it with full attention and then automatically you will contemplate on these points and you know you will think about these things i mean even when you see things in the world you will connect it with the scriptural knowledge that you have you know learned so in that way one has to live and always see how scriptures are always relevant at every point in time Hmm. So, it requires some training to see like that. That's why if we hear Prabhupada's lectures, if we read his books, we will get the intelligence. And slowly and by and by, we can become more and more Krishna conscious. And one day we can become completely Krishna conscious. Dhiradas, are all impersonalist Mayavadis? Not so. Some are. brahmavadis but they are not exactly mayavadis they can be saved hmm mayavadi krishna aparadhi but um sukadev goswami he was a brahmavadi he was in the you know impersonal understanding but he was not especially offensive to krishna and therefore he could take it up same thing with the four kumaras but one who is envious he cannot if he is envious of the natural um i mean the form of krishna and he cannot okay so anything else nirdas scientists say that our universe is expanding and we know from shastra that universe is a form because of the exaltation of mahavishnu so is there any connection yeah you can say and they'll be again shrinking back when it is destroyed so that is also going to happen now the only hole black hole they say sucks everything into it the only thing i can think of is the pores of mahavishnu into which they will go back at the end of destruction i mean end of the creation so that is the only hole i can think of so of course their understanding is all very you don't have to worry about exactly tallying with the 
kind of understanding we will just explain as we understand it and and um, if any parallel is found we can highlight that but we don't really care and we don't validate our statements of shastra by some speculative statements of so called scientists we don't need that validation from them hmm. but if there is some you know parallel that can be drawn or if there is some connection then we can always highlight and we can show that how vedas are already saying this but if it doesn't show then we just have to condemn the whole thing <laughs> but we have to understand in this way that whatever krishna has said is always true and whether it matches or not with the scientists way of explaining it doesn't matter if it matches then you can say that okay, see krishna has already said what you have said way before like einstein's theory of relativity time does not move in the same uh, dimension everywhere it moves at different speeds um and that is already said in the bhagavad gita 8.17 hmm sahasrayuga paryantam aham yad aharyad brahmano viduhu so his lifespan his one day brahma's one day and our one day is totally different so the time is different so the relativity is already said so if there is some kind of that kind of uh, coincidence or connection you can just highlight that you see we already have and if it doesn't match just reject the whole scientists whatever they do whatever it is we don't place much emphasis on what the scientists say we just place emphasis on what krishna said and just present it like that cuz krishna knows best with our tiny brain how how much we can we understand you know ramya ashok say about yegadasi virata tamil way of saying ekadasi virata well that is a whole different topic uh, i think i have already i have already uh, made an made a video about ekadashi maybe somebody can share a link for that in the comment section so ekadashi vrata video i have in great detail i have done a very very long video you can watch that maybe somebody can put that um, link there all right so thank you all very much and we'll meet you again in the whichever is our next meeting with you until then thank you all very much again shila prabhupad ki jai bhagavad gita ki jai ananta kodi vaishnavrind ki jai nitai gaur premanande hari hari bol hare krishna i'm just waiting for that link of the ekadashi video from our iskm tv lecture series and then i can close this live stream there it is so importance of ekadashi that's the video and go and watch all right hare krishna